Hey y'all, I'm Kiara Sheree. And I'm Ray. And welcome, and welcome to, yes, to Black yes Black Girl. All right, so Yes Black Girl is a digital space and interview series created for Black women by Black women. So stay with us for a while and we hope that you leave feeling inspired. So how you doing, Raya? First I'm of all, I'm loving oh, I need a little shake real quick. Ew. Oh, oh, oh stiffwear. Stiffwear, okay. <laughs> Not my hair, but um, I'm good. <laughs> I feel good. I feel like my orange t-shirt. I feel nice and bright. Um, my skin mm-hmm. look good. Um, I have some they look good. Um, yeah, I'm great. Uh, watched the Oscars last night, saw my friends on there. You know, oh, awesome someone for Beyonce. Yes, yeah. honey, that was a reset for me. Yeah. No, for loved real. it. Like for real, I've been yeah. listening. It was seeing blue for me, and I didn't know that that was her because I was like, who was that in that pantsuit? <laughs> <laughs> and then I then I saw it on Twitter. So yeah, yeah I've been looking grown. I've been listening to Be Alive all day. Um, so yeah, same. how you doing? I'm good. And same for me. Like I had to listen to that on my way to work. I was like, before I get up in here with these white folks and get a little extra, you know, push. Um, but I'm good. I just got back from from Mexico. So I came back to cold ass Brooklyn, and mm. I'm trying to readjust and reset. But the sun is shining today, so. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, speaking of the Oscars, girl, real quick before we move on, let's talk about this Will Smith <laughs> <laughs> situation. Oh my gosh, girl. That was like, I swear everybody on Twitter was up to like three o'clock in the morning. I didn't get no type of sleep that night because we was all just People... going and talking, having all this discourse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people are still talking about it. Like, Everything on my timeline is that. Now it's like think pieces. First it was jokes. And you I was like, oh, Will Smith, blah, blah, blah. Chris Rock should press charges and woo, woo, woo. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, no. Mm-mm. It was real like that's the way it should have been handled. You know, um, and it's just coming from a place of we do not see ourselves defended and protected enough. I was here for the whole thing. Like, we really do need more of it. And I don't give a fuck that it was in at the Oscars in front of all these white-ass people. Fuck okay. the Oscars. Like, yes, we need to see this. He needs to be slapped. And it's like, I love how all the receipts are coming through now. We see all the other bullshit that he's done and said mm-hmm. over the course of the last few years. Like, he definitely deserved that slap. Yeah. So, and um, people are surprised about Will Smith doing that, but, like, it's happened before like he was on a red carpet yeah. and the interviewer tried to kiss him on the mouth and he gave him like a little, yes. little backhand back to too yeah but also why from, would you think that a man from west philly. philly like why would you think that he would not do that why he not and we see that. that he be going from zero to 100 you see him as man in these movies but everybody think he just is goofy you know all right he let everybody yeah. go though but yeah, we, we support Will and Jada <laughs> over here. All right. So let's um, move in. Yeah, so we are getting into our guest introduction. Today's guest is a creative entrepreneur born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. She specializes in professional dance, choreography, modeling, and photography. So she be doing it all. Yeah. Just as everybody on this show, we be doing it all. 
And as an overall leader within her community, she strives to highlight all of the talent that comes from the hood. So let's give a warm welcome to Mozzie Smozzy. I'm really well. How are y'all? Thank you for having me. Listen, we're so happy that you're here. You look amazing. First of all, it's the drip for me. The hat. The it's, the you. it's the glasses. It's everything. Thank you, y'all. It yes. is nine o'clock in the morning where I'm at, so I had to throw on a hat and glasses because she's just waking up. We understand. The way I just threw something off my All right, so our first one is dancing or styling. Oh, wow, that's a hard one. Um, I'd have to go with dancing because dancing is my first love. Like, it's gonna always be dance for me just because it's just what I've been doing for so long. I'm so used to it, and it's a constant, like, it's a constant opportunity for exploration. So even if you're like been doing one style for years, then you can learn another style and then you can learn another style. And then once you're in that style, you can learn the vocabulary of that style. And it, I just think it's like always an opportunity to grow with dancing, but I love styling, but dancing is just my first love regardless. I <laughs> so love yeah. That that's oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one, though. That was a really good one. So next one is New York City or L.A.? New York City. Don't play with me. <laughs> <laughs> New York City. I love L.A. for what it is. But and here's what I've learned, like, especially since I've been touring, like nowhere else is New York. You can't even try to make it New York. And being born and raised there, like, I'm Brooklyn to the death of me. It don't even matter where I'm at. So it's always going to be New York. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bucket hats or snapbacks? Ooh, bucket hats. Bucket, bucket hats. hats. I love a good it, bucket hat. Is it because you're wearing one now or? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because I'm wearing one now. <laughs> This is my favorite one, though. This is actually a black woman's brand as well called Lima Beanies. Ooh. And she Ooh. makes custom like floppy buckets in all types of colors and sizes. And I really love her brand. So this is my go-to every day, especially with like the weather and everything. Like, mm -hmm. and I love to keep my head covered just for whatever reason. So Same. I just always love this hat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. I feel like keeping your head covered like protects some of your energy. Exactly. Especially, especially in New York. Cause I realized yes. like if I'm if I'm not wearing a head wrap or a hat after exactly. after the day, I feel very drained and tired. Exactly. So, oh my God, yes. And so I, I, I love to play that. with like hair color and stuff, but I'm oftentimes like layered, especially being mm -hmm. from New York. Like 
we wear layers. So if I'm walking out the house and it's cold outside, like, and I have short hair, I have to cover my head. And like you said, it's an energy thing as well. So yeah, I always get my head covered for the most part. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all, I definitely lost you. Hey. So where, Welcome back. Where we at? Welcome back. <laughs> we are Damn. on the fourth this or that. Okay, got you. All right, shortcuts or braids? Ooh. That's hard. Um, that's hard. Uh, it's shortcuts, though. Because Ooh. even when I had my braids, I was like, damn, I'm ready for these to be gone. <laughs> it's just, okay. they're so heavy. Mm-hmm. I only mm-hmm. say that because I dance. So moving my head around and stuff. And, like, I have sensitive hair as well. So like yeah. it breaking off, like it's just a whole bunch of things to take into consideration when I get braids. But my short hair, I could rock that any day, get up and go. And I've been rocking short yeah. hair for years. So I'm very accustomed to it by now. So yeah. I feel that that's super relatable. <laughs> uh, photography or modeling? Ooh, damn. Y'all hitting it. <laughs> Y'all hitting it good. Um... <laughs> Um, let's go with I'm gonna go modeling I'm gonna go modeling I like to be the subject as crazy as that sounds I like to be the subject Um, but I also really love to photograph people like just to show people's beauty and I think it works that I am a model so that when somebody is in front of me I'm able to direct them in a good way like chin down or chin up or elevate your eyes more like there's certain things that I wouldn't know if I wasn't a model how to photograph people so Mm -hmm. I think I'm gonna have to say both like I can't even settle on one but yeah I love both regardless I love that that was a great yes. answer. Thanks. Right. So we are getting into the questions now. So first one. Okay. So you do it all, as I stated in the guest intro, um, and it's giving Renaissance Woman. So mm-hmm. when did you know you wanted to be a creative entrepreneur? Um, well, both of my parents are entrepreneurs. Um, so I've grown up watching both of my parents strive in their own lane. My father is a DJ full-time and my mother is a sound therapist full-time. So watching them create revenue <laughs> by doing what they love, it really was inevitable that I became an entrepreneur as well because they show me that it can be done and that mm-hmm. with consistency and hard work, they work at their crafts every single day. <laughs> like my father is 55 and he's still DJing to this day around Brooklyn and very well respected. My mother, sound therapist, same as same as well. So they do their thing and it it honestly wasn't even like an option for me to just work a regular job and just yeah. and, and that's no shade to anybody working a regular job. I want to make that clear. Like somebody got to be working at the end of the day. But yeah. it wasn't like in my heart's desire to work for somebody else. Like I want right. to carry out my visions on my own and create my own team, you know? So, yeah. Yes. We love family. Okay. Very much. Thank you, y'all. 
Of course. Um, so we want to know, how did you get your start as a dancer? Ooh, um, honestly, being from Brooklyn, like just seeing all the talent in Brooklyn, especially the raw talent, it inspired me to really get my start. I started dancing at um, Brooklyn Music School, and this is also known as BAM. So I started dancing Ooh. there. Okay. And that's where I learned ballet, tap, African. I then went forward onto a Balanced Dance Academy under the direction of Obadiah Wright. And he really instilled like my African dance training. Once again, tap, ballet, modern. I got all of those things under my belt at a very young age. Um, mm. I went through so many different dance schools in Brooklyn, Balance Dance Academy, Abundance Academy of the Arts, Our Folklore, Cradle in the Rock Youth Ensemble. These dance crews all instilled like different components of dance in me but the main thing was African dance African mm -hmm. dance has always been my first love West African dance so um doing all those different things I then graduated into the commercial dance world and that's where I started dancing at Brickhouse NYC under the okay. direction of Kelly Peters so that's where I got all of my hip-hop training like popping locking breaking waving gliding, like Chicago footwork, light feet, all oh. the different styles you could think of. Come on, diversity. Period. Yes, like <laughs> Kelly, who is my mentor, he doesn't play about like educating us about what hip hop is and street mm. styles, like how to properly do them. He brings in the greats who like some people who have been doing this style for forever that can teach it and teach it to us well. So mm. yeah, that's how... My dance journey is. <laughs> it's a long run, but I'm still here, still running. Listen, you got so much more to do. And that's, that's a yes, that's so for real. So much more to do. Mm -hmm. Reminds me of my childhood. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, so much work. I spent all the time in the dance Yes, yep. Um, yes. All the <laughs> black girls have been in black dance schools in Brooklyn, okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so you've danced with major artists such as Cardi B, Tiana Taylor, and many more. Um, what were those experiences like and how did they challenge your growth as a dancer? Mm, or just an overall um, artist? For sure. Um, my first dance job was with Tiana Taylor. Um, mm. I was actually 17 <laughs> and wow. Tiana Taylor, um, Tiana Taylor's set is very grown. And I was at a time in my life where I was coming into my confidence. Um, I feel like I was transitioning from little girl to big girl. <laughs> and I really had no choice but to step up to the plate because I got selected for the job. It was an open call audition. It was all day long. And I actually went with like no intention to book. I was just like, let me just see what this is about my first audition in New York, why not try it? And I actually made it through. And when I made it through, uh, Tiana, she was with us the entire day. Shout out to her, because most artists don't do that. <laughs> but she was with us all day long. And when I made it through, she made me battle like 
three girls. And I'm like, oh. okay, I'm the youngest. And she knew I was the youngest. And she's like, yo, like, you got to do what you got to do. I battle right. each girl. And I was very well prepared in that way because we do that at Brick House, which is where I was oh. training. We're always battling at Brick House. So that was like a moment of like, okay, put your, can I curse? Is that okay? Yeah, girl, yeah. go ahead. Put your, put your shit to the test and don't yes. be fooled. So I made it through. I made it to the core ensemble. And mm. that job was just, it was more so about me stepping into my womanhood more than anything. Because mm. it, it's the it's about the power of being sexy and your body showing up. I was like 17, but still coming into my body. And I'm like, oh. right. it was a whole bunch of men in the room as well. So a lot of things like changed in me when I did that job. Once yeah. I did Tiana Taylor, that really like jump started my career for real. I was like booking consistently after that. And um, every single job has been different, but I want to shout out Bam Amin-Ra and Eddie Morales. Those are my like two big brothers in this industry who I've danced with almost everybody. And they saw my talent and basically took me under their wing and they kept me booked. That's how I got Cardi B, Adam Lambert, all these different jobs. And their choreography is not easy. So <laughs> to pick that choreography up and you know, be training under them for long hours within the day. It's tiring on the mm. body, but it really made me like know that I can do this because their choreography yeah. is not. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it's only going to continue to get harder the more people that I start to work with. So Absolutely. I kind of have a standard now and I like that for myself because I can get on the job and be like, oh, this is a piece of cake. Or I could be like, Ooh. okay, I got to put my helmet on and get to work and think, you know. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. That's Overall, awesome. all the jobs that I've worked on have been really great. I haven't had any bad job experiences yet. That's a blessing. Yeah. I pray it doesn't get bad, you know. Because yeah. I have heard some horror stories. Yeah. From, from people yeah. I know. And yeah. yeah. Haven't we all? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so what are three things that a non-dancer may not know about being a professional dancer? Mm. I would say, number one, um, your look is very important. Honestly, I feel like if you don't have a distinct look, it'll be a little harder for you to work as a professional because we're often used as models in the dance world. Mm. Like, we are the art and if your hair isn't bright and you know just if certain things aren't together it will be a little harder for you to keep mm -hmm. going through the industry um, my look is like my short hair my short blonde hair so that's always a go-to for me um another thing is hmm another thing is your social media that plays a big role nowadays. I mean, social media is basically used as our resumes. So if mm -hmm. you're using your page for personal use, and like you can use it for personal use, don't get me wrong, I still post about myself in, but certain things I just keep in the stories rather than on my feed because mm -hmm. they wanna see your work 
And I've seen it firsthand. These casting directors go to your page and they will go away from it because you're not showing your work on your page. So it's mm. no use in them wasting their time trying to scroll. Like if it ain't in those first three, <laughs> it's kind of clipped, you know? Mm -hmm. So social media plays a big role, your look. And um, honestly, I feel like being well-versed as a dancer, like really, if you feel like you're good in one style, go to the next style. Keep racking up on different techniques because you never know what you're going to have to put to use on a job. Mm. So, yeah, those would be my top three. Yes. Tell us about your latest work, the Black Future Month video project and how that idea yeah. came about. Yes. So um, the Black Black Future Month project was a project I did with my friend, Florida Lise. Espinal, and she's an amazing photographer from the Bronx. And we met mm. through my cousin, Seti J, and we were just all doing a shoot one day and we just started chopping it up and instantly connected. So from there, we carried out a few different, um, a few different, uh, I'm sorry, a few different shoots. And then okay. our bond like started to like come together. So I texted her, I'm like, yo, I really want to do something to highlight Black creatives this mm. month in specific. And I've been wanting to do a series like this for a very long time. Like, my mother was telling me when it released, she's like, yo, you've been wanting to do this for a minute now. So the fact that it happened at the right, with the right person at the right time, mm -hmm. with the great vision. Yep. The Manifestation. Yeah. So... Um, that project was so close to my heart because I know so many different Black creatives, especially in New York City. Like, that's where all the raw talent is for me. And mm. I've been watching creatives that were in the film for years do their own projects, some being rappers, dancers, stylists, artists, visual artists, like so many different people that I'm around. Because of Brooklyn, I wanted to highlight them and show the world that you know, what we bring to the table is very important. And we're creating Black Absolutely. history every day, mm -hmm. especially as a new generation. So I was really happy to be a vessel and just show the talent that comes from the hood. Yeah, that's dope too. Yeah. And I feel that we definitely need to see more of it. And that's, yeah. def that's a big thing. I love that Black Future Month is becoming more like prevalent. Um, I agree because we do talk about the same people every single yep. year after year, and it's like okay, I'm well, who's making history right now. That's what I'm now? saying. And so many people are making history. So many different things are being celebrated every day, but we right. constantly focus on the past. And I'm not saying the past isn't important. The past is right. definitely important. That's it's our how foundation. we came about. That's our mm -hmm. foundation. But we're constantly creating new things every day that need to be mm -hmm. celebrated as well you know absolutely yeah and our facts. generation is breaking so many cycles and so mm. many ways of speak the old generation speak, speak, speak. so hey. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, yeah exactly we definitely are yeah all right so tell us how you were able to build your creative network. I know you just spoke a little bit about meeting people like through your dance crews and through school and things like that. Yeah. But what are some other ways that you were able to build that network? Going to parties for real. <laughs> like oh. I love to party. <laughs> I'm young, okay. I'm a Gemini and I love to be outside. <laughs> so yes. going to parties, um, just, I feel like 
when you have a certain like style or whatever, people are like, hi, like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. hey, how you doing? So, yeah, I feel like I've connected with a lot of people through parties, through events, just mm-hmm. networking, not feeling afraid to speak and be like, what's up? I really like your outfit. What do you do? So I've done a lot of that. Um, definitely in dancing. That's helped me meet a lot of people. Um, styling. Just being in certain rooms, I've attracted a, a, a lot of different people and we've been able to connect on a personal level. I feel like if I'm going to talk to anybody, like it has to be like genuine and I don't oh. just talk to talk. Yeah. So yeah. everybody that I that is close to me and is around me, like we actually know each other, have had a mm-hmm. real conversation. So yeah. That's right. That's lit. That yeah. air sign energy. Feel me? Keep it moving. Yep. Keep it moving. (laughs) So can you tell us a fun fact about your early career that people may not know about you? Mm. Unless they're like really close to you. Mm. What's a fun fact? Um, Okay. I've been modeling since I was three. (laughs) I was signed with Ford Modeling Agency at the age of three. And they got me a lot of my big work as a child model. And I was on the running, the opening of Sesame Street for like five, six years. Yes. So, That's yeah. so cute. That's lit, <laughs> too. Come on, Sesame Thank Street. Yeah, Thank that you. Is so many days. You've been <laughs> working, be working. Like yes. <laughs> Seriously. Gonna be out here. Seriously. Mm-hmm. So tell us, what are some of the challenges that you face as a creative entrepreneur? Mm. Um, the biggest challenge has got to be like fighting for your correct rate as mm. a working artist. Okay. Like a lot of these productions don't put, you know, the budgeting aside to accommodate a dancer or a choreographer or a stylist. It really doesn't matter which lane I'm in, it's always me fighting for my rate. And I just feel like it shouldn't be that way. You're coming to me, you know that I could do a job correctly. You know that what my services include. And like the fact that, and sometimes it goes above their head, the person who I'm in communication with, but it's still like, oh. come on now. <laughs> everybody yeah. got to get paid and everybody has to pay rent at the end of Facts. the day. So yeah. that's probably been my biggest challenge, but It's also taken for me to really put my voice to use because if I didn't have a strong voice, I would be taking a lot of these jobs underpaid and doing so much work to be underpaid. But since Mm. I have such a strong voice, I won't even allow that. And I'm confident enough to pass up on a job if it's Mm. not paying correctly. So I feel like that's probably been my biggest challenge. And it, it can be really frustrating to see like, in my industries, how people take jobs that are not paid correctly. And I've really been trying to advocate for that. Like, come on now, y'all. Like, you know what we do, how we train, and how long we've been doing this for you to not take a job that's properly paid, regardless of the name. It doesn't matter. Like, it's still you. It's still your body that you're putting on the line. There's so many things that come into play to do a job correctly. So, right, yeah. we need your coin. Yes, come on about the money. (laughs) 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 I love it, but things still got to get paid. Okay, Mm -hmm. 
And you yeah. just answered our um you just answered our next question, but um mm. speaking of rates, there is a um live stream online discussion with SAG AFTRA about like contracts and stuff today at one PM. Um if you didn't oh, know. Yes. So I didn't know. Yeah, <laughs> you want me to send That's you the link, so. I can. Um, yeah, please do. But yeah, the next question is about like the mistreatment of dancers in the industry of all levels and how you would navigate the issues and if you were impacted by any of them, but you just answered that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. we're going to move on to the next one. <laughs> so, <laughs> so let's talk about your name, Mozzie Smozzy. Smozzy or Schmozzy? Smozzy. Smozzy okay. or Schmozzy, however you feel. Okay. <laughs> Got you. And how did you come up with that? And does it hold any special meaning for you? Or were you given that name? Mozzie is my family nickname. <laughs> my oh, parents have been calling me Mozzie for as long as I've been in this world. And I feel like one day when I was like maybe 17, 18, I was like, I'm going to just put my Instagram name as this. I went through a lot of different in Instagram names. I was actually looking at them the other day. <laughs> I had one that said, the fresh kid of bed <laughs> Molly Mulan. I'm like, yes. this is insane. Yes. So I finally settled on Mozzie Smozzie and I really took it and ran with it. People think my name is Mozzie. Like, so it's just, that's what I've done now. It's just Mozzie Smozzie. <laughs> and I added the dollar sign because abundance, okay? <laughs> Keep the money flowing. How to manifest the money. So speaking of like aesthetic and coming into your own, your look is so different and we love it. We just listen, as soon as you came on the camera, it was like, okay, this whole look is it. So where do you get your style inspiration from? And what's your favorite piece of yours that you wear the most often? Mm, um, my style inspiration comes from being from New York. Like I worked in Soho for years um, and I worked at this retail store called Opening Ceremony. And I feel like that's really when I came into my personal style because my coworkers are just so fly. Like I just was like, I have no choice but to step it up. And okay. we were getting that good discount. So I was getting all the pieces for the low. <laughs> yes. So um, that's when I really came into my style and I feel like mm. I mix I mix my style with like coziness but still fly like I love good sweatpants I love a good statement pant I love hoodies I love good hats and I love glasses like glasses are my thing so mm. all of those different things I was able to really like come into my style and see mm -hmm. what pieces I like and what works for me and my body um, but my favorite is this hat. Like <laughs> everybody see me in this hat all the time. It's just my favorite. It's so comfortable. I feel protected. I feel safe and I still feel fly. So this is my yes. favorite piece. But shout it out again. This is Lima Beanies. Um, she's a up and coming black designer out of Brooklyn and she's mm. a black woman. So get into it. Got to throw her on page. And if you see me yeah, with one of those, a variation of the hats. Period. You know, get them. Get them. cute as hell. I love them. Yes. I'm going to have to get yeah, that lima beanie. Period. Yes. Yes. I will be sending you on the page. Don't you worry. Thank you. Please do. Thank you. <laughs> so 
Your mission for the Black Shop is to display powerful messages through street fashion. Um, so when did you realize when your community needed to be uplifted and informed through the Black Shop and its apparel? Mm -hmm. So the Black Shop was birthed in the height of the Black Lives Matter protests. I feel like during that time, everybody played a different role. Me personally, I wasn't out protesting, but I was advocating through social media. And that was just as important for people to stay informed about what's happening while people are protesting out there, this, that, and a third. So I was like, I want to take this message because activism has always been something I've been attracted to, but I wanted to take the message of uplifting Black people and not necessarily putting our trauma on the forefront and mm. put it with my clothing. Because if I ever did start a clothing line, it wasn't going to be surface level. It wasn't just going to be cut and sewn pieces that mm. anybody could make. I really wanted to put messages out there. That was the most important mm, part for me. It ain't even really about the pieces per se. I'm getting more like, you know, with uh, fancy with the pieces, this is like a dip dye, but like, I really want to instill messages in people. So that's how the black shop came about. That's dope. I feel like that's something that people used to do back in the day. Like you would look at sitcoms and stuff and everything was like very uplifting just through what people were wearing. And I love, yeah. I love that. Yeah, we definitely yeah. have to get back to that. Yeah. All right. Thank so you. switching gears a little bit, um, being a creative that's well-versed in multiple mediums, what is a typical day like for you? Um, A typical day for me is I make my day for real. So um, I might get up. I've been really indulged in matcha lately. It's so bomb. <laughs> it's okay. energizing. I've really been oh, feeling bomb. matcha. Um, but it really depends on the month. This month in specific, I'm going to be preparing for Coachella for the artist I choreographed Ooh. for by the name of Princess Nokia. Come yes. on, Coachella. So we're That's about amazing. to be in rehearsals. Thank you. Thank you, yes. thank you, thank you. So we're getting into rehearsals for that. Um, it's really about me taking care of my body when I have off days, whether that's going to the spa or getting a massage or just laying the fuck down. <laughs> so it could be hard for me to just sit still as an air sign. So yeah, yeah um, but when I'm choreographing, it's mainly just rehearsals and that's yeah. leading rehearsals, making sure we're all looking the same, everybody's on the same page. And yeah, that's what my next month is about to look like. Yeah, we're busy. Period. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Yes. Thank yes. you, ladies. Because we are not seen enough in the dance industry. Like growing up, yeah. you know, you would see videos and you learn the choreography and then you're like, how do I get there? So right. to see people who look like me right. do that is very inspiring. Thank you. And Thank you. it Thank just you. reminds me to keep going because I yes. want to quit. Yeah. So, no, yes. I be wanting to quit too, girl. <laughs> <laughs> for real I have my days where I'm like shit but we prevail you know if God mm -hmm. gives you a gift you got to carry on out that gift period yes. you'd be fighting yes. yourself if you're not you know mm -hmm. that's a word in your heart yes yes man so the next question is relating to Princess Nokia. So you went on tour with her as a dancer and choreographer. 
So what was it like working those two roles at the same time? And what steps mm. did you take to prepare to wear these two hats? Mm-hmm. So um, Princess Nokia, I love her. She's a sister to me. We've really grown close touring with each other. But um, at the beginning of this process, her best friend and creative director, he reached out to me and he was like, hey, like, we have a performance coming up. I'd love for you to cast another dancer and y'all just dance. I'm like, okay, is there a choreographer? <laughs> He's like, no, you can make it up. I'm like, oh. <laughs> okay. The way he said it was just like, no, nah, you can make it up. I'm like, okay. So right. that, that was it. really what I'm started me doing choreography. I've always made up dances, of course. Like that's always been a thing. But for an mm. artist, I don't know. It's interesting. Every year, and I was telling my mentor this, Every year, something else drops in my lap that I'm like, okay, like, am I supposed to do this? I guess I'm supposed to do it. So mm-hmm. once that dropped into my lap, I just put on a hat and I'm like, okay, let's let's get it. Like, why not? So yes. that's when I casted my other friend, Maya, who is my opposite when we're touring. Um, and we were in her crib making up dances like all night just to each song in the set. And it was interesting at first. I had to really find my groove with choreography because I'm like, mm-hmm. we're putting too much in this. Like, we're going to mm-hmm. die if we do this much for a 40 mm-hmm. minute set. You can't do all that for a 40 minute yeah. set. We need to take our breaks. We need to see where we can have our breathers. Like, even mm-hmm. if we just want to groove this out rather than going hard for right. you know a three minute song. So mm-hmm. I really had to find my groove with how I choreograph. I think I'm found it now, but um yeah, wearing those two hats, being a dancer and choreographer, I really just put it to the test when we did our most recent music video with her, the No Effort music video. That's when I was like, ooh, this is a little challenging. Just being able to watch everybody and you still being in the ensemble, even counting them in like five, six, seven. Like I'm speaking, we had in-ears and I'm like speaking inside like five, six, seven, <laughs> trying to the camera. <laughs> that I'm like leading this group of girls so yeah it's it's definitely challenging but I feel like the more I do and I feel like I'm not going to dance and choreograph in everything that I do one thing I'm just gonna choreograph for I'm gonna want to watch from the sidelines and see what's happening right right right. it's a great ironically yeah and ironically being called no effort (laughs) right no effort. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So most people don't know this, but touring can be very stressful. So when you found moments uh, to ground yourself, what did you do? And was it just one thing or do you have like a routine that you stick to? Mm-hmm. Um, luckily for this tour, we had a lot of off days because it's really mm. important. Here's another thing, too. <laughs> Me, Nokia and Maya are all Gemini's. Me and Nokia are both Gemini, Scorpio, Sag. So we're all kind of on the same (laughs) wave, but it's important for Nokia to have her time to recoup. So Mm. we had a lot of off days, which was great. We would go to a country and be off for maybe like two days or three days before we perform. So we were able Mm. to travel and then rest in the hotel for one day. Me and Maya, um, we, sometimes we would like 
fight resting because we're like, damn, we're in a different country. Like we need to get up and out and see what's going on. But mm -hmm. when you're dancing like on, on a festival stage, like you are really putting your body through it. Like yeah. the amount of energy that goes into like dancing bigger and just like so many different components of being on a festival stage is mm. like, yeah, the body is going through it. So we had to rest one good day. Um, we would eat really good. I mean, me, I love to eat. <laughs> so everywhere where we were at, I was exploring different food. That's if we rested all day and went out and got something to eat at night. But I really just listened to my body all in all. I don't fight my body. Like I, if I have to sleep, I have to sleep regardless of where I'm at. If we're here for one day, like I just still have to take my time and get my rest. So yeah, That's resting, cool. resting, resting, water, especially getting on planes oh, and okay. wearing a mask. H2O and, is imperative. Yep. Long yeah. flights, so water always. I had a lot of different vitamins as well. Um, mm. Being and dealing with different air qualities. So I was taking vitamins every single day. I did not miss that. Because uh, I can't get sick. <laughs> if I get yeah. sick, you know, it ain't no point in me being here, so. Yeah. Right. Had That's to keep cool. the health mm -hmm. on check. Yeah. What's your so, favorite? Um, I'm sorry, Ray. What's your favorite no, country that you visited so far? Mm, Copenhagen, Denmark. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. I really enjoy Copenhagen. Oh, it, it's funny. It kind of reminds me of New York, like just okay. the way it's kind of like that. set up. And it mm -hmm. was very like modernized. Um, the food was good too, because not every country's food hit. Not gonna lie to you, but <laughs> um, Copenhagen definitely was great with the food. The people were were really nice. Um, it was a lot of cool street style too that I vibe with. So, so yeah, I love that. Mm -hmm. that Let fun. me go to Denmark now. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. shit. Yeah. I mean, shit, I know I'm not going to be in the U.S. for the rest of my life, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. okay yeah. A little private island or something. Just, yeah, something. Uh, I'll check in with y'all every now and then. Because it's mm -hmm. getting weird. It's been weird. And it's it's been weird. weird. It's been <laughs> just weird. Okay. Time to get on up out of here. Yeah. 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 Facts. People be weird. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yes. as you uh, stated earlier, you landed a deal with four models in their children's division. Um, how did that come about, and what was your experience like as a child in the modeling industry? Mm. Well, this goes back to me being three, so I'm going to kind of give you some things I remember, but <laughs> yes, I don't remember. remember everything. But um, my mother had a friend who, let me get this story together. My mother had a friend whose child was a model as well. And I mentioned to my parents, I can say one thing, as a little, little, I was always like, I wanna do this, I wanna do this. I wanna be on TV, I wanna oh. be on that ad. Like, and my parents, they listen, they're like, oh, okay, like, shit, we can make that happen. So <laughs> my um, mom had a friend whose child was also modeling and they basically walked me in and uh, I had a meeting with Ford, uh, they, actually don't let the parents come in the room. So I just went in the room by myself and I walked out with a contract and I don't really remember it. I don't even, 
know the guy's name. Like, I don't remember anything, but this is the story that my parents told me. So I'm like, okay, like, wow. So I went for, forth by myself. And from there, uh, Ford put me on with DKNY. Um, uh, what else? Blues Clues. Yes. Um, yes. It was a lot of different things that I did as a child model. But my parents always told me, because they were taking me to these things, but they always told me, like, you've been this way, like, the how focused I am and how determined I am. Like, when the mm-hmm. children were, you know, being children on set, I'm like, like, you like, no, work, we're here to like, work. Yes. We are here to work, though. We're professional. <laughs> we're like, what, are, what, are, what are you guys doing? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I've always been this way. Like, it's been instilled in me since I was young, so... Yeah, so, like you said earlier, when you're giving a gift, right? That's your passion, and that's what yes. you're supposed to be doing. Nah, for real. I definitely feel like I'm on this earth to create. Like, it's my mm-hmm. passion for sure. This is what I'm here to do. Yes. So, yeah. Facts, facts, facts. All right. So, our last question for you uh, Do you have any tips or advice for aspiring and current entrepreneurs in creative industries? Um, my biggest tip would be to be consistent, you know, whatever you feel like you're best at, like really work towards your craft every day. As cliche as that sounds, like just being consistent in something breeds success. You're notifying the universe that this is what I want to do. This is how passionate I am about it. You're putting in hours, you're putting in the time. Um, so consistency is always rewarded in my eyes. Um, And just be yourself, like get to know yourself. Like that's my biggest thing as an artist. A lot of these artists are lost because they don't know themselves Mm. and they cling to their outlet as them knowing themselves. Like you have to do Mm. the actual work within yourself to really like breed your success. So Mm. yeah, getting to know yourself is your best bet and being consistent. That's beautiful. Yeah. All right. Thank so you. that's a wrap for today. Thank you so much, Mazi Smazi, for joining Thank us. Thank uh, you. Okay. You have been, have done yes. this. This was awesome. Can you please let the people know where they can follow you? It's going to be scrolling at the bottom also. <laughs> yes. Y'all can find me at Mazi Smazi, M A Z I S M A Z I on Instagram, TikTok. And on Facebook, Mozzie the Artist. And yeah, thank Love you. <laughs> so thank you to our viewers for tuning in. We will be back next Monday. So until then, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yes, Black Girl, that is Y-A-S-B-L-A-C-K-G-I-R-L. And follow us on Instagram at Yes, Black Girl Series. And follow Kiera and I at The Only Raya and Unique Genre on Instagram as well. Until yeah. next time. Bye. Bye.